What's going on, folks? It's your friend Luke the Flip Flop Fleabag with another great episode of One to Review, little podcast where me and my buddies Alex and Brandon say hello, boys. Yo, it's Alex in Mexico City. Hi, my name's Brandon. I'm in Brooklyn. Hey, guys. Well, I'm Luke, and I'm in L.A. In this podcast, we and on this podcast, we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. One point if we did not like the movie. Two points if we did. We rate and review movies until we get to 20 points. Then we call it a day. Kick the intro. One. Folks, we saw Roger Corman's Attack of the Birdmen from 1973. Quick plot synopsis here. Planet is attacked by Birdmen from outer space. Can boat pilot Dan Winters stop them? Uh, Guys, I loved this film. What did you guys think of Attack of the Birdmen? Boy, I mean, there's a, there. that's a fair point. There is a lot to love about this movie. There's a lot wrong with it, too. Um, first of all, I mean, there was, there was an over... An awful lot of nautical scenes, a lot of water scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of boat uh, boat accidents and boating-related stuff going on for a movie that's focused on flight, on men that well, are flying. Well, I mean, I think, it's like a, I think that's part of what he's kind of getting at this film. This film is very much, yeah, it's about a boat pilot, so there's a lot of boat racing at the first half of the film before the birdmen invade, and then it becomes, you know, a boats versus wings, basically. And I really enjoyed it. I love those scenes when he's like ramping the boat out of the air or out of the water to hit the birdmen and bring them down. The the birdmen, for anyone that hasn't seen the film, are terrified of the water. So they take over the land and all the humans have to escape to boats and water and oil rigs and stuff like that. Yeah, I love this kind of movie. And to be honest, this is the movie that I caught late at night and I said to myself, I love speedboats, and I think we should do a whole episode about speedboats. So this was a movie that inspired this episode. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Actually, um, we've we've got a lot. We, we don't actually. You know what? We don't have a lot of experience with boats. Um, my dad had one for a while, but um, I think we just caught the boat bug. To be honest. This movie portrays boats in such a cool fashion. It makes boats seem like just such an uh, easy extension of cool that I really wanted to get a boat. Well, and especially back in the 70s, those boats were so deadly and dangerous that, I mean, you couldn't find them not appealing. You know, A lot of bad boys did motorcycles. A lot of bad boys did those intense razor scooters. But bad boys are true bad boys that do a speedboat. I mean, speaking of bad boys, Jack Meyer, who plays Daniel Winters, is... I don't know, for me, the kind of the quintessential 70s stud, and he rocks it. Uh, Also, Nora Bowman playing uh, Fiona in this. She's a babe, man. I wish she did more films. They had some hotties back then. They had some hotties. Some unique looks, too. Oh, she looks so good in that two-piece. Yeah. I really liked I really liked her outfit when she was captured by the Birdmen, and they were put here. They put her, like, in that nest laundry oh yeah jose woodward he plays the king bird and he is evil in this film i love his work man an excellent character actor definitely some darth vader type of vibes oh for sure yeah yeah you keep mentioning the outfits of the uh ladies but i will like to say i like some of the paint jobs on the boat they got pretty creative on how the boat changed its costumes throughout the movie as well 
Yeah, for sure. The boat kind of gets more, you know, they start adding, you know, spikes to it and stuff, anti-birdmen uh, weaponry, I guess you would call it. Its own plumage to intimidate the other birds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, just such a fun film. It reminded me, it felt like a cartoon, honestly. Uh, costumes by Doris Boucher, I thought were pretty incredible. Like you said, you kind of already mentioned uh, Jose Woodward's costume, a little bit of a Darth Vader tone in there. I just think the whole film has a nice overarching tone to it and, and theme to everything. It seems like Corman got everyone to kind of come together and agree on uh, a feel of this film. I think that sums up everything nicely. You guys ready to review it? Oh, absolutely. I'm giving Attack of the Birdmen a solid two points. For me... There's just not enough boats. There's not enough speed on the water in a lot of movies. And this movie is a great flashback to a time that really highlighted that. Two points. It's tough to say what I would have given this movie in 1973 have I been reviewing movies at that time. I may have given it one star then, but yeah, now looking back at it, it is just such a time capsule of a time that doesn't exist anymore and such a glimpse into what coolness truly means that it is a hard two points for me at this point. Yep, excellent work there, Roger Corman. That is six, six points, points for Attack of the Birdmen from 1973. I would say check that thing out. Each week on One to Review, we rate and review movies until we get to 20 points. And we have a different way of keeping score each week, keeping track of those points, and this week is no different. Folks, as we might have mentioned before, we are into speedboats recently. I came down to Mexico here, and speedboats are all of the rage. And I gotta tell you, I got into it. I've been on the Reddit forums, and I've been passing that info to my boys. And uh, what do you guys think? Such a rabbit hole. I have definitely gone down the YouTube rabbit hole of speedboats for a couple nights in a row now. And I'm strangely into it. Yeah, I think this is cool, man. I think we're catching on to a trend that is going to be hot real soon. So. And to capitalize on that trend, folks, I bought the one-two reviewer. I bought us a speedboat, and I'm going to be uh, going up the coast, bringing it back up to L.A. in a couple weeks here. Right now, I'm just at the marina here, uh, putting some last-minute repairs on it, putting some tweaks on it, doing some paint jobs. Yeah, safety first. Make sure that thing is, is seaworthy. So for our 20 points, we're going to be telling you our top 20 speedboats throughout history. So we got some cool names, some cool facts, and some hot boats to check out if you want to get into speedboating yourself. Uh, so, I mean, we got to start with one of the fastest boats in the world, maybe even arguably the fastest boat in the world. That is Ken Barbie's Spirit of Australia. So for my first point, I'm telling you about this baby. This thing can go 317 miles per hour on a closed course. That is fast, my friends. Another fast boat that I want to tell you about is the T90X by Crescenda. This thing is a hot new boat uh, available now, mostly in South America, but you can order them and they can be shipped up to you in North America. Check out the T90X by Crescenda. Well, for the height of danger on the water surface, you want to be standing up on a classic Sea-Doo water laser, the fastest production model. 
um, jet ski that you can stand up on, it goes 135 ice scorching miles per hour, and it's deadly. I think probably over 5% of users have died on their water laser. Um, but you gotta have the right training. And then another one is a underwater speedster, the Soviet K222, fastest sub clocking in at 51 miles per hour. It's pretty fast. Dangerously fast, I would say, but dangerous half the fun when you're doing speed boating. I've been inspired by some cool speed boats. Primarily, have you guys seen rapper P-Thug's Yellow Water Wasp? I don't think he can actually like legally drive it, but it supposedly goes really fast. You know what? The rims on the Water Wasp are actually tasteful. I thought, what is he doing here, putting wheels on a on a watercraft? But then looking at it, it looks it fly. makes sense. Yeah, it looks fly. A little bit of a different course, I'm going to tell you about Nofrendo's Wave Blaster 64's Falcor Flyer. This is from the game console, but it's surprisingly still one of the fastest speedboats. No one's ever been actually to make this physically yet, but real fast in the game. Alright, that is six points and six of the fastest speedboats or fastest water cruisers in the world. And with that, folks, we gotta kick it to... A sponsor. Today's one to review is brought to you by The Cabot by Japanese scientists have finally done it. It's a kitty, it's a bunny, it's so fluffy, it's jumpy. This half rabbit, half cat will jump around all day and eats cat or rabbit food. You can jump as high as most cats. Use promotion code 12BUNNY to bump yourself 10 spots on the Cabot waiting list. Bread for cuteness, bread for you. The Cabot. Man, we got some great sponsors. Oh, yeah, we got some great sponsors. We got some great company. Glad to be back. How's everyone doing? Doing good, doing good. Alex, you're in Mexico still? I sure am, yep. Uh, Poo and I are getting ready to start this thing. We are really getting to the meat and potatoes of this endeavor. That whole initiative sounds so intense that I'm kind of glad I'm not doing it. So thank you for your hard work, Alex. Of course, man. They've got me doing some crazy training here. I am doing elliptical weights every morning from 12 a.m. to 6.30. I'm doing four miles on the pedo bike. I've got like – I'm feeling exhausted every day. But I'm telling you, this Mexican food's really beefing me up. Plus, I'm on protein pills. Uh, I'm boosted, man. And Luke, you're holding down the fort in L.A.? Are you taking your rep supplements? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And I'm taking my rep supplements. Brandon, Luke. you were just asking me a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, you're holding down the fort in L.A. Oh, How's that? I actually that? got a new car. No kidding. Yeah? What kind? Uh, I got a 2005 Accord LE. Nice. Leather interior. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of older, but it's fine. Does it bump? It's, it bumps, yeah, bows. Six CD changer, or how many CDs can you change in there? Uh, actually, it has a six DVD changer, it has a DVD player, and it has a six CD six CD changer in the front. So I can have six DVDs, six CDs, and then an auxiliary DVD. You know what? That brings us to our side segment uh, this week. This week we're introducing our our Desert Island Top Six DVD movie 
changer, CD car changer. Our desert island car DVDs. What what DVDs would you have if you were to be stuck in your car for twelve hours? Uh, Predator. Fast and the Furious. Alex, you got one. Um, no. Forrest Gump. Uh, Coyote Ugly Two. Coyote Meat. Are you serious? You didn't even like that movie. I think that's a good traffic movie. Um, hey guys, we saw some movies this week. Do you want to talk about another one? I sure do. Yeah. The movie's called Best Picture. It came out this year, 2018, directed by Melissa Malone. This was great. This was part of the scary movie kind of franchise where what they wanted to do was lampoon all the Oscar bait movies and make a best picture. Um, in, in attempts to make it humorous, I actually feel like they made a pretty powerful movie. What did you guys think of best picture? I got to agree with you, man. This movie, I could tell, was supposed to be hilarious, but never really made me laugh. Uh, moved me emotionally multiple times. Yeah, a lot of times I was conflicted, laughing on the inside, you know, because of the quality of the jokes, because of the mindfulness and the the production that went into making um, this Jewish woman's story so hilarious, you know, and so slapsticky. But it, I, that was all laughing on the inside because I couldn't pull myself away from the reality and just the the quality film work that was being put before me it's a very interesting emotion that one would have when you are when you are in the know and you understand the jokes that they're that are happening in front of you with all the tropes of you know oscar bait material yeah you have the a holocaust it is a period piece the woman is disfigured there's plenty of things that you know a lot of oscar movies have this movie features them but it's, it's still effective which is strange yeah, well, I mean, also you 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 can't you can't make a parody of an Oscar film and then put Leonardo DiCaprio in there because he crushes it, man. He plays this blind piano player that plays music in a club. He's got this degenerative mental disorder that's giving him kind of the brain of a child by the end of the film. It's just a powerful comedy, I guess. I'm going to interrupt you there. He's just too goddamn handsome. That's true. You want kind of a little, you want someone with a little buck tooth, maybe some mutton chops, maybe a goofy eye to sort of, to, uh, well, but yeah. Marianne Rubio, who plays our lead, she's burned in the first scene. She's this horribly disfigured Jewish woman trying to escape the Holocaust. She smuggles herself out on a yeah. boat. So, I mean, I think we, you know, she looks terrible in she the film. She's a hot gorgeous, gorgeous woman in real life. They did a great, great job on special effects, practical effects on her, because I was not attracted to her, her at all. And I normally am. Um, and, you know, the, to be honest and to be fair, this movie is excellent, but it's hard to follow because it's one of those mashup, you know, scary movie type type films that just kind of features scenes. But um, in a weird way, it doesn't need you don't really need to be able to follow it because it, it's just so heart touching. I mean, the children in Uganda in the hospital where, uh, you know, Marianne fixes their their eyesight. It's just there's just 
soul-crushing scenes in this movie. Uh, he is handsome, but he, he is handicapped as well, like the children that she's working on in the hospital. Uh, she meets him in a bar or in, the, I guess, the club that he plays music in in Uganda. He's an expat that has escaped America. Because, because they have the best eye surgery in Uganda. Well, clearly, yeah. That's where all the that's where all the leading technology in eye surgery and ocular um, surgical techniques is developed. You know, and out of out of necessity, I mean, it's it's uh, so shattering. But uh, you know, there was that section of the movie where they just shared facts, you know, depressing facts about about humans, about human life. Yeah, I mean, the only but it was also, I mean, it was a little funny too because you know they were kind of fudging on some of those facts. Yeah, I mean, the, just the main thing, the problem with this film is that it just it misses the mark on its goal. I feel it really is half of the time a, a comedy, a slapsticky, you know, uh, hot shots, uh, airplane style of film, and then the other half of it is this moving, moving emotional piece. Yeah, uh, you could definitely tell if you go see this in theaters. There's going to be a lot of confusion. There's going to be. You know, the stoners in the front row, uh, the laser pointer making fart sounds. And then there's going to be a lot of people just walking out confused. And there's there's going to be a lot of people standing up at the end yelling bravo. Yeah. And I mean, I, I applaud Melissa Malone for creating a film that attempts to use these really, you know, handicaps and the Holocaust and uh, mental disorders and all of these things and trying to make light of them is ballsy i'd say you know and she's gonna get a lot of flack for this film i believe but some people are really gonna dig this thing yeah i'm ready to rate it if you guys are yeah absolutely yeah i'm i'm gonna give this thing uh, i'm gonna give it one point i think it needed to lean into the comedy more i think it's difficult to make a film like this scary movie they had an easy time on that one and she did a great job directing you know i think there's three of those films i think she did a good job on there i think this one just is it's it's too good it's too good to be a comedy all right well it gets two points from me i went in I sat down for two hours and I was touched. Two points. For me, I think it's pretty humorous that this movie might actually end up winning Best Picture. Uh, yeah, what can I say other than two points? So, two points. Excellent. That is five points for Best Picture five from the producers points. of Scary Movie, directed by Melissa Malone. It's a 2018 film. You can see it in theaters now. And uh, even though I gave it one point, I think you should check this film out. And with that, let's give you five more of the fastest watercrafts in the world. Yeah, stop plugging the damn movie. You give it a point. Let's plug some of these boats. Let me give you two of my favorites off the top of my head here. These are just ones that, you know, I think people are talking about and they're cool. And if other people were to talk about them, they might even get more cooler. Personally, I like the Brown 434. Uh, you guys might know by its nickname, the Cigarette Chewer. Oh, yeah, the because Cigarette it's Chewer. brown and it explodes like a chewed cigarette often. So kind of dangerous, but also super fast. Also, those um, boys love their turbo. They had, you know, most boats just go twin turbo. They go triple turbo. And hot on the drag scene, I gotta recommend checking out the Grave Digger. Yeah, it's a fast boat. It's a fast boat. So it's, fast. it's also a really cool. Uh, uh, what do they call that monster truck? 
Uh, I want to take off a uh, course a tiny bit and tell you about uh, a boat that may or may not exist, but I'm pretty sure it does. They haven't found it yet. It's the Black Skullet. This is a legendary pirate ship captained by Silvertip. This thing is, uh, like I said, legendary. This thing was supposed to be a cruiser that would overtake British Corsairs left and right, Spanish galleons, all these things. This thing was fast. Somewhere in the Caribbean, apparently, it's uh, sunk. And uh, I hope they find this thing, Max. I bet there's some treasure aboard it. The Black Skullet. Yeah, it sounds like the fastest sinking boat. Hey, watch it, man. <laughs> um, well, you can't talk about boats unless you talk about grab bass. The fastest bass fishing speedboat. Beautiful story. Actually, father and son project just kind of got out of hand. They put a V8 on it. They said, screw the V8. We're putting a V12 on it. This baby gets up to 80 nautical miles, miles per hour and can hold up to four rods and reels. Um, we also got uh, um, the P-Hall by Cressidence. This is actually um, a, a powerful tugboat. Maybe it's not one of the fastest movers, but it's definitely one of the toughest haulers. It's able to tow over 800 tons at 4.8 nautical miles. That puts its fastest in its class. Right, for exactly. Sure. That's that's what we're talking about here. I mean, these are all fastest in their class. Yeah. Absolutely. Fast. Fast class. Let's go fast class to a sponsor, boys. Pew, pew, pew. Here it comes. This episode of One to Review is brought to you by Hotel Voyeur by Coitus. This four-star hotel is located in La Cezime, arrondissement of Paris, and has hidden cameras in every room. Be dirty, be naughty, be voyeur. Theme suites include the rug room, the office, the classroom, the friend's house, and many more. Send your room's stream to friends and family with a special hyperlink or visit the public stream and see what's happening nightly inside Hotel Voyeur. Michelin star winning room service provided by Coitus. Hotel Voyeur, book today. <clears throat> All right, folks, we saw Carver's Cove from 1998, directed by Betty Bork. This is about a bunch of different pirates on different ships kind of racing to get a bit of the treasure before it goes away. What did you guys think of this film? Well, I love pirates. And I especially love when there's 16 of them and they're all unique and they've all got their own unique boats, which, I mean, as the users already know, we're fired up about boats on this episode. So it's a perfect movie to watch. And, um, you know, this movie's a lot, a lot of fun. It, it looked expensive to make, to be honest. But uh, and for the limited amount of play it got in the theaters, I think, you know, it should have it should have gotten more attention. Yeah, this movie did not do well financially. It cost over $16 million to make, and it box office netted $4 million. So a big loss there for Betty Bork and pretty much tanked her career. This came out the same weekend as Saving Private Ryan and You've Got Mail. So those were two movies that just swept the nation by storm, leaving the cove dry. 
Yeah, like these boys said, uh, it, it harkens back to, you know, those old uh, kind of films like Wacky Races or Death Race 2000, where you've got 16 different pirate crews on different pirate ships. Each one is unique in their own way, kind of like, uh, oh, what's that film about the gangs in New York? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, it's exactly like that. Uh, a lot of fun, though, to see these different kind of pirate ships and different groups. Yeah. My personal favorite, Redbeard, with his flaming ship. I thought that was just so cool looking. And just the way that fire could like survive in water was such a cool, unique idea. I like the Tentacle Boys, who have a squid that kind of pulls their ship along through the ocean. That squid is excellent when it's attacking Redbeard's ship. I enjoyed that scene quite a bit. I liked uh, Captain Fatbeard and his fat crew of, of, of fatties. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was great. That's definitely a 1998 kind of bit that I don't think they would be able to pull off today. Uh, yeah, a bunch of rotund pirates, to say the least. They don't get very far. Beard. Spoiler. You got no, neckbeard. They don't you even really neckbeard. start the race. I love that. <laughs> They're kind of stuck eating food at the uh, start of the race. It's pretty good. Yeah. Great movie. Super lighthearted and action-packed. Yeah. yeah, I think that was my favorite part about it. It, it had enough kind of comedy and uh, just fun, uh, as well as action. A really nice blend there. Yeah, powerful action scenes. You know what? Um, I actually, I saw this movie and I went and did a ropes course here in L.A. A pirate ropes course. Just to beef up, get your sailing capabilities up? Yeah, just to beef up, get ready for Alex's speedboat. I mean, I'm not sure how much sailing we're going to be doing on the speedboat or how much ropes I'm going to be swinging from there, but I could bring a rope. You, ropes are good to have. Yeah. Might as well know how to use it. Well, the episode's all about fast boats. What do you guys think the fastest boat in the movie was? Well, that was clearly Catherine's boat. Uh, Catherine Leonard plays the only female captain in the whole entire crew there, and she is riding on the on the Swiftler. And feather uh, light and just painted almost like a see-through. It made it super fast and camouflage. So clearly, yeah, you're probably right. The fastest there. Clearly, and she's definitely the most grounded character. And uh, if anything, I'm sure that's why she got the treasure. All these other crews were pretty wacky, to say the least. What is, what is that movie? Sorry, real quick about the... Oh, Warriors. That's what I was thinking of. Warriors. Anyway. Um, yeah, should we sum it up with some numerical values? Yeah, let's give it a rating. Absolutely. Uh, I gotta give this film two points. I just had so much fun watching it. Uh, yep, that's it. <laughs> Carver's Cove. If you like Pirates... If you like wacky races, and if you like lots of action from the late 90s, two points, go see it. Fast boats are making a comeback, and what a better place to get on the boat. <laughs> the boat. <laughs> then Carver's Cove. Check it out. Two points. That is six points for Bornks. 1998 classic. And with that, we're going to give you six more of the fastest watercrafts in the world. And I got to tell you about uh, one of my favorites, uh, the Flesh. That's Hugh Hefner's old orgy cruiser. Uh, not the fastest boat in the world, but definitely the fastest orgy cruiser, because I think it's the only one that actually exists. 
there is some very funny old uh, Playboy video stuff, like footage of that boat uh, going through the Hudson River, going up and down the Swedish Channel. That is a party boat. You get to see lots also, of hams and gams off that you boat. You sure do. You sure do. That is an X-rated cruiser for sure. I also want to tell you about Del Montaigne's Super Sail. Uh, I sent you guys pictures of this thing. What did you think? This is a pretty small boat, but uh, Del Montaigne put uh, the biggest sail that's ever existed on this thing, and it scoots. This thing is able to travel at up to 240 miles per hour, and it's a sailboat. If it catches the right gut. The sailboat's the size of a football field. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's an engineering it feat. Sound right? This is insane. How did I not hear about this? You're not in the right. Is that forums, wait? Did they? Is that the one from Dubai? Yeah. Okay, that yeah, one. Yeah, that does make sense. Dubai business guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, for my two points now, forgive me because I haven't been paying attention to you guys at all. If we've already talked about this one, but Midlake's own Midnight Express sixty three. Mm-hmm. Again, an extreme fast boat that actually allows you to ride on it for fun. You do have to sign a pretty extensive waiver, but uh, Midlake's own Midnight Express, check that out for a thrill. Um, Prototype Musk's speedboat, the Unzipper. Um, I, you know, I guess. It, it, it is in the class of speedboats, but it is also shaped like a deodorant cartridge um, of Prototype Musk. So it's the most, it's the fastest deodorant shaped boat. Have we talked about human arm class? Because the Boonsoon Korean racing team is really shaping up to tear through the rivers this year. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Those, they're just, yeah. They're going to get an Olympic gold medal, I am certain, this year. Korea has been working on this thing for a while. It's good to see that they're excelling at something other than esports, because I was getting a little bit worried about their push-ups over there. Uh, And for my second boat, I've got Mark Wahlberg's 2009 Modified Sun Vista, just a production line classic. It's called The Child Molester. It's got an unfortunate name, but in boating, you're not supposed to change the name of a winning boat. And the Wahlberg family stuck to that tradition. They put a lot of <clears throat> they put a lot of love and care into the molester, and it is fast. Dude, I was so stoked to find out that Wahlberg was a boatie. I had no idea. He does everything. He gets up at he 4 a.m. Really and goes to bed at 4 a.m. There's yeah. a lot of boaties in Boston, turns out. So very cool. Go boat. to Boston. Yeah, he's racing these days, too. I love it. I love it. Yeah. He's just an American classic. Is that, uh, that's all of it? That's six points? That's six points. Let's go to an advertisement break. Let's do it. Here it comes. Are you looking for a great holiday gift idea for your friends or your family? Check out New Food. New Food is a monthly subscription service where you get to try totally untasted foods from around the world. A box might contain some nuts, some leaves, unidentified fragrant berries, or fruit. All totally never tried before by any other person but you. Go on a food adventure with promo code REVIEW and get a free pound of seeds with your first subscription. Order now! Okay, that's that wraps it up. What another great week. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Luke, thank you. This is crazy. We're all in three different time zones. And whoever's listening to this is probably listening to it in a completely different time zone. So the future is cool. Every week, we also like to thank our sponsors. Thank you for donating to our Patreon, Rab. 
you've been here from, since the beginning. We really appreciate it. We also want to thank Rap You also are a great donor. You donate a dollar a month and receive a mumbled shout out. That's by your choice. No one could understand your name. Thank you. Guys, don't forget to call in to our one to review message line. Leave your exotic messages, your Christmas messages, movies that you want us to review, or just vent. And that phone number is 1-347-699-0068. Call anytime, day or night. Also, check out our Instagram at 12review.com. Folks, next week we're going to be reviewing Scissor Kick, Goose Eyes, Biggie Smalls Untested, The Story of Money Flows, Drug Bag, and Horsey Fails. Thanks Pro- for listening. Probably one from the Dose series. Bye. Bye.